0: Hey, welcome everybody. Sunday night live here, west coast of the United States of America. Great to see all of you. So, man, I've been checking out everybody in the chat. Hey, if you are if you want to get in the chat and uh, you're not able to, you have to create an account. It's free. I think all you got to do is put in your email. Then you can join us in the chat. But totally cool. People from the UK, several different places in Australia, many places in Canada, and then, of course all over the United States have already joined on and uh, pretty cool to see that. Hey, so just a couple of things I'm gonna bring to note. Let me state the obvious. We have a new studio, we've been working on this. So uh, we have a, a TV program that is starting. Like I said, we're not gonna pay you anything but if you wanna be on with us, we'd love to have you have a program. However, you have to rebuild what you have for the studio. So that's what you were looking at you were looking at it partially done it's almost done we're able to use it we're still adjusting lights cameras we don't have enough cameras yet to do everything we want to do but check out the full look so this is cool so you see this wall over here we're gonna have uh, some things on this wall there's another wall just like it on that side and uh, right now you can see down in the front of the desk you can see where it says hope for our times and um, we're able to go and do this new TV program with this new TV network. I'm really excited about it. Been working on it and working on it and working on it. And you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm looking at this thinking this is pretty cool. So basically we have volunteers and I got some young guys in, in the studio with me, very young guys that uh, many of you have met at different conferences. Um, and really, really cool to have them here. And then we have a bunch of volunteers uh, and then we have a friend of mine who's a contractor who's never built a studio in his life. And, and I said, you know, he usually does bathroom remodels and home remodels and things like that. I said, how would you like to try and build a studio? Here's what we're looking at. We looked at pictures online. This is what they need for the TV network and we can't really pay you much. What do you say? So he went for it, first, first studio he ever built in his whole life and just did a great job and um and we've been i mean i just praise god you know when you're on a shoestring budget you can do what you can do because you have to but i think i think it's cool and we're still working through things as i mentioned with the lights and and uh, different angles and things like that that we got to work out but we're able to start and we have the one that you've seen over the last few weeks with the bricks behind me we still have that so now in a very small space we have this plus the bricks and we'll be able to go back and forth. And this one will be designated as the studio for the TV network that we're gonna be on. And then we'll also use it for hope for our times going back and forth between this one and the other one that you see with the bricks, which is just right over there, it's it's very close. Um, So I'm excited and I appreciate, we appreciate your prayers. That's a lot of work and we, like I said, we do work on a shoestring budget and and uh, re- really appreciate everything that, um, that, everything, anything. Thank you, everybody who's given, donated to Hope for Our Times. Uh, it really helps us just be able to continue to move forward and do what is necessary until Jesus comes back. Okay, a couple of other things I want to bring up also. Uh, one of them is that I had an interview this past week with Maria Z. Many of you have seen it. And then we have some technical issues. Listen, the enemy Satan is the prince of the power of the air waves, and we have technical issues so we're able to get it back up. I know a lot of you have already watched it. The first 15 minutes or so is on YouTube. Um, It's regarding the mark of the beast being exposed. Marie Z was a great uh, interview. If you want to check out the full interview, it is on the app, it's also on the website. You'll see it in recent live streams and uh, go for it. It's all, everything's up now. And um, so please accept my apologies. But listen, we're going through these different things, trying to get so many different things done. We're moving forward with Mexico, uh, a couple of other agreements that we have that that I'm gonna share with you over the next couple of weeks that are totally exciting. And you know, we're moving forward as God provides. We just keep moving forward and doing whatever we can. But I really want to thank you. And then also one last thing I need to bring up is my book, marking the masses uh one of the lights just went out (laughs) this what happens when you got um now I'm in the dark again that's all right we're working on all these things in this this new place but listen two of the lights just went out well that's a bummer I think we're running on battery power right now so they're gonna see what they can do to fix both of these it's that one and that one right there okay and um so with the book, Marking the Masses, I did my final final, it was the 15th final. You know, you do edits, you go back, hey, you gotta change this, okay, let me change that. Okay, let me look at this. So I finished what I believe is my last one while I was in Israel. The publisher now has it. And it looks like it is going to be uh, published, printed, and sent out within about two weeks. So um, that's pretty cool. Excited about, excited about that coming out uh, to you guys. Um, so if you have pre-ordered the book, you'll be getting it. Again, I'm guessing within two weeks. Um, If you received an email from me, you guys know who you are saying you're gonna get it, um, then that is coming too. So um, pretty cool and um, I'm excited about that. Okay, they're hooking up the lights. I'm just gonna get started while they're redoing that. And let's get going. So here in the United States of America, it is what we, look at, uh, call it Memorial Weekend, is, uh, tomorrow's Memorial Day, is when we recognize those soldiers who have given their lives so that we could have freedom uh, to be here in America, to be able to worship the Lord, to have freedom of speech, the right to bear arms, and so forth. Now we see the freedoms going away, but I look at this first slide. Let me, let me show you this. If you could pull this up, Noah, this first slide, that would be helpful. Um, the first slide, uh, if you could pull that up, that would be great, there we go. Yeah, there, there you see it, it just puts it all into perspective. In case you thought it was about a three-day weekend, listen, it's uh, not about a three-day weekend what we have here in America. These people have given their lives, their soldiers have, you know, it's interesting, we have Pride Month uh, for people who wanna wave the rainbow flag um, we have all the transgender stuff going on, Dodger Day uh, here in the California, Los Angeles Dodgers, the baseball team. And Yet you look at soldiers who've given their life for our freedom so people can have freedom of speech and be able to express themselves. Do you see any press coverage on it? No, we don't. Listen, the greatest memorial of all is Jesus Christ for he died so that we could live. And I'm sure you guys saw that Facebook post to show you that in just a second uh, saying just that. Uh, The Facebook censored, um, I can't remember the writer's name, for posting Jesus died so we could live. Okay, let's get going. We are in Daniel chapter three, and things are heating up. So we're going to look at them. We're going to look at what Daniel chapter three has to say. And then, of course, we're going to connect it with where we are in the world today as we look at things are heating up. All right, so check this out. I thought this was a great slide, a, a, a great a post I saw this just a little while ago on Instagram about two hours ago. I don't know how long. It's probably been out there for five years. But anyways, here it is. Has anyone tried unplugging the United States and plugging it back in? Yeah, no kidding. I know you get your you get your laptop, you get your phones, you gotta shut things down, uh whatever it is. Unpower your TV, unplug it, plug it back in. Listen, the United States of America needs a reset and uh, how desperately it needs a reset. Uh, when I look at this message, thinking of the title, things are heating up, folks, indeed they are. Check this out, this is the one I just quoted a second ago. Uh, World Net Daily had this out about a week ago. Facebook claims Jesus' hate speech. Uh, the person who was censored by Facebook said, said his quote was simply, Jesus died so you could live. That is the gospel. That's the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died so that we could live. Okay. Let's step it up because things are really heating up. Look at this, Biden regime lumps Christians, conservatives. If we can pull this up on the screen, thank you. Biden regime lumps Christians, conservatives, and Republicans in the same category as Nazis in new Department of Homeland Security anti-terrorism program. Uh, this is from uh, Gateway Pundit and uh, goes on to say, The Biden regime is lumping Christians, conservatives, Republicans into the same category. Uh, This is unprecedented in American history. Not only is the regime, the Biden regime, targeting its political opponents and jailing hundreds of Trump supporters, but they have broadened their targeted population to include Christians. At what point will Americans wake up and understand they are, uh, they the country, well, this is a weird statement, I think it missed. Uh, let me read it again. At what point will Americans wake up and understand that, I think is what they meant to say, that the country is in the middle of a Marxist takeover. The Biden administration is doling out taxpayer money through an anti-terrorism grant initiative to a university program that has explicitly lumped the Republican Party as well as Christian and conservative groups into the same category as Nazis, according to documents shared exclusively, the Media Research Center, a conservative watchdog group obtained documents through Freedom of Information Act FOIA, requests showing a Department of Homeland Security program meant to fight terrorism as funding a group whose work was explicitly targeted, has explicitly targeted the American political right. Uh, very interesting. Uh, so you look at this, indeed things are heating up, but Let's look at Daniel chapter three. Let's begin in verse one and start to connect the dots with today and then we're gonna to get to taking your questions too. Dan- Daniel chapter three, verse one. Debuchadnezzar the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. All right, so the first thing we notice here, number one, is the construction of the, Image. So here in Daniel chapter three, verse one, it says it's 60 cubits tall, uh, six cubits wide. That'd be about 90 feet tall and about nine feet wide. It would be very tall and very skinny. It would be like this with another bottle and another bottle and another bottle. And it's all in this shiny gold and it's Nebuchadnezzar. It's an image of himself. Heslop notes, on the plains of Dura, there stands today a rectilinear mound about 20 feet high, the, an exact square of about 46 feet at the base. So the base, 46 feet, right? got that resembling the pedestal of a colossal Statue. I find that very interesting. I pull up a picture of it for you. But every picture that we went to pull up had a copyright image, and we said, "Well, we can't use any of uh, any of those pictures." But you can Google it. You can see different drawings of what it would would have looked like: sixty cubits tall, six cubits wide. It's all shimmering in gold. You see the size of it. You see the shimmer of it. Um, and, and you know, you can't help when you see some of these pictures. You look at it. And then you look at the Oscar, you know, the, the Oscar, the, the thing that movie stars give to themselves to tell themselves what a wonderful job they did. I always find it kind of interesting when it comes to the Academy Awards and the Oscars is, uh, what you do is you create, um, you, you create an organization to give yourself in your community awards and then the world applauds you. And I always find that kind of interesting. Hey, <laughs> let's give ourselves an award for how awesome of an actor we are. and. Anyway, so the uh, statue looks very similar to the way that uh, an Oscar looks now. All right, a couple of things to note here. Number one, as we look at this, men think their kingdom will never end. That seems to be the issue with uh, Nebuchadnezzar. We're gonna read more about him, not so much tonight, uh, but next week as this thing begins to play out in Nebuchadnezzar's life, he thinks his kingdom is never going to end remember back in the dream that nebuchadnezzar had um, he tells all of his leaders the 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 wise men the magicians the satraps he says hey tell me what my dream was and give me the interpretation of the dream daniel was the only one who was actually able to uh, pull that off he told nebuchadnezzar here's what your dream was and here's the interpretation what daniel informed nebuchadnezzar is hey you're the head of gold But after you is going to come another kingdom, the Medo-Persian Empire, then the Greek Empire, then the Roman Empire, then the revived Roman Empire of the last days, this 10-kingdom antichrist system that's coming. But in that, okay, Nebuchadnezzar, you're the head of gold, but after you, in other words, you're going to die. There's going to be another kingdom. But that is how people think. You look at Hillary Clinton right now. Uh, you You look at the different politicians out there. And you think to yourself, do they think their kingdom's never going to end? Do they think they're never going to have accountability to God who's in heaven? Obviously, they don't think that. Nebuchadnezzar doesn't think that yet, even though Daniel already told him, but he will before he dies. He's going to figure that one out. Listen, men think their kingdom will never end. Number two, men are more concerned about what is temporary. More concerned about what is temporary. Uh, So true. I'm getting older. Uh, The older I get, the worse shape I'm in. And the more I start to realize and contemplate, you know what, my days on this earth are numbered. And as I get older, as much as my body wants to rest more, I keep thinking, man, I've got to do more for the kingdom of God. Jesus is coming, I don't know when. Let me press forward, let me do this, let me do that. I want to go out there and push, push, push. Because I know that my days are Number, but overall, without a right perspective of who God is, maybe I do too much, you know, I'll admit that. Sometimes I think I need a little bit more rest. But when people don't have an understanding of who God is, they tend to build their life here as if it's permanent. Listen, everything's coming to an end. Everybody is going to die. Um, We are all passing through. I gave this illustration when we were in Israel to... Uh, the group, just uh, a week or two, two weeks ago. And I can't remember where it was, which place where I was giving this message, but I said, think of it like this. Our citizenship is in heaven. And what's in heaven lasts forever. Everything of this world is temporary. Everything is passing away. And I said, but, but let's just say, uh, you you are passing through a town and you pull up on something like a Motel 6. You know you're only gonna be there for a few nights, but you decide to. It's not all that great of a place. So what you decide you're gonna do is, hey, I'm gonna go down to Home Depot and I'm gonna buy a nice new sink for that place. I'm gonna go over to uh, the furniture store. I'm gonna buy a sofa. I'm gonna buy a nice bed. I'm gonna buy some nice uh, bed sheets and blankets. And you know, out front, I'm gonna go to the nursery. I'm gonna buy some plants to put there. You're only there for a few nights. You'd be saying, man, somebody who does that is nuts. Listen, likewise, we are only here for a short time. We are just simply passing through. And it would be really, really good to have an eternal perspective. As such, a right understanding of Bible prophecy helps us to have the right eternal perspective because we can see, wow, everything is going exactly as the Bible says it is going to go. So check this out. Uh, Damon Duck, his article that was released today in, in a rapture ready, I, I love this. He talks about, he says, be, everything's beginning to come to pass. And he writes this The book of Revelation begins with these words The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bore record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, of all the things that he saw. Then he said this. Now understand the reason I'm reading this is because it helps us to have the right perspective, the eternal perspective, that everything here on this earth is temporary. Listen, as it was with Nebuchadnezzar, men think their kingdom will never end and men are more concerned about what is temporary. Listen, in Christ, how we get the eternal perspective. With that, duck wrote just in verses one and two alone of the book of revelation he wrote the book of revelation is the revelation of jesus christ a list of things to show god's servants a list of things that must happen a list of things that must happen shortly that word shortly comes from the greek word tacos where we get our english word tachometer it means once they start to happen man they're gonna be happening super fast. Once they start to converge, they're gonna be happening faster and faster and faster. That's why you wake up every day and you look at the news and you go, oh, hey, look what's happened now. By the end of today, it's even something different. It'll happen tomorrow morning, it'll happen tomorrow afternoon, it'll happen tomorrow night. Faster and faster it keeps going. It's a list of things an angel showed, uh, showed, an angel showed to John, excuse me, Uh, The book of Revelation is the word of God. It is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Then he writes this. Now listen to this. This helps us to have that permanent, eternal perspective. Here are five major signs that Revelation 13 says must come to pass during the tribulation. Number one, a global power must come into being. Chapter 13, verse 7, power was given unto him, Antichrist, over all kindreds and tongues and nations an elected person duck writes uh, must be given power over all an unelected person excuse me he's going to be an appointed person it's not by the will of the people an unelected person must be given power over all nations this is the new world order the great reset the coming world government number two writes duck a global false religion must come into being chapter 13 verse 8 of revelation and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Every lost person must worship the antichrist. Wow. This appears to be where the unbiblical global ethic is going, the LGBTQ agenda, for example, the woke culture, abortion, etc. cetera, the coming world religion, mystery, Babylon the Great, uh, the mother of harlots, the abominations of the earth, etc. cetera. Number three, so number one, there must be uh, a, a global power must come into being. Number two, a global false religion must come into being. Number three out of the five, there must be a global population reduction. Isn't that rather a quinky dink? Chapter 13, verse 15 says, And he, the false prophet, had the power to give life unto the image of the beast, uh, the statue of Antichrist. They should both speak and cause uh, that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. I do find it rather interesting that Antichrist has to have an image made of himself. Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter three had an image made of himself. It's also interesting in world history How many people have images made of themselves? How many leaders, do world leaders? Then he continues and talks about this image of the beast speaking and so forth. And he says, Duck says, this appears to be AI, a computerized talking statue of some sort that will reduce the population of the earth by ordering the death of all that refuse to obey their government and worship an idol. Number four, there must be a global marking system. Chapter thirteen, verse sixteen, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, uh, to receive a mark on the right hand or on their foreheads. There must be a global mark that identifies the lost supporters of world government. This is probably where face scans and hand scans are going. He writes, the desire for a mark to identify everyone that has been, um, got you know. The shot this is both on the app and on you know that other channel uh, appears to be a step in this direction number five there must be a global economic system chapter 13 verse 17 that no man may buy or sell except he who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name all must take the mark must worship him antichrist and or his image or they cannot buy or sell. Everyone must be required to support the government if they want to be part of the system that is coming. Our generation, he writes, is seeing the five major signs in Revelation chapter 13 coming to pass. Wow, uh, indeed, I mean, you look, when you start looking at things into that perspective, and you know, I've listed over, well over a 100 different prophecies, uh, signs, of prophetic events that warn us about the second coming of Christ. Listen, the signs are warnings. Jesus knew what things were going to look like. He knew there's going to be this world system that is going to be destructive. In fact, when we get to Daniel chapter 7, which is still sometime in the distance, we're going to see just how crushing and devouring this world system is that is coming. But the Bible warns us. Jesus warned us these, uh, about these things. So in and of themselves, that's bad news. But Jesus said, These are signs. When you see these evil men begin to do all of these things, uh, they point to the good news. Jesus is coming. Satan knows, Revelation chapter 12, that his time is limited. All right, let's get going. Keep going, right? I want to finish Daniel chapter 3 before I get to your questions, and I got to get to your questions within the next few minutes. So, chapter 3, verse 2. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. That at the time, I want you to check out that language again, verse four. To you it has been commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. Very similar to the wording of the book of Revelation. uh, The power over every tribe, nation, tongue, and people that they should surrender to antichrist wow very similar language that at the time you hear the sound of the horn the flute the harp the lyre in other words when you hear the worship music to nebuchadnezzar and the image of nebuchadnezzar the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music you shall fall down and worship the gold image that nebuchadnezzar the king has set up and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst Of a burning, fiery furnace. So, what do they do there? They're 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 bringing a fear. Hey, you submit, you worship this image of the beast. In this case, you worship this image of Nebuchadnezzar, and if you don't, it's not off with your head. It's into the fiery furnace. So, bringing the fear. Remember, Proverbs chapter twenty-nine, verse twenty-five. The fear. Bible says the fear of man is a snare. It's a trap. But it's God who keeps us safe. This is how the enemy always works. Always about fear. Uh, Fear in so many different categories. And fear is a great manipulator. Verse 7. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, in symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image what Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So what do we have here? And number one, it was the construction of the image. Number two, there it is, we can see it. Pull, if you guys could pull it up, thank you. Uh, it's the instruction to worship the image. What is required of everybody? Everybody is required to bow down. There's an image that we were able to pull off the internet that didn't have a copyright issue, but there they are. You can see this image, everybody bowing down to worship the image, man. Does this sound like what is coming? Listen, Nebuchadnezzar and his image were a type of coming antichrist and his image. Very, very uh, interesting. So worship is required by everyone. Notice the satraps, administrators, uh, verses uh, two and three, satraps, the administrators, the governors, employees, no one is off the hook. Verse four, people, nations, tongues, everyone of every race, tribe, et cetera, that dwells in the kingdom of Babylon. So everyone's required to worship and it comes with a death threat. If you don't do this, you're dead, thrown into the fiery furnace. Sounds a lot like Revelation chapter 13, doesn't it? Authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him And he deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast. And as many as would not worship the image of the beast would be killed. Wow, sorry for the typos in there. That was my fault. Hope you'll forgive me for that. Um, which I caught him earlier, but I didn't. Too bad, so sad. Anyway, for me. Um, But you get it, right? You see it here in Daniel chapter 3, with Nebuchadnezzar, his statue, worship the image. If you don't, you're gonna be killed. What's coming in the near future? Antichrist, his image, worship the beast. If you don't, what happens? You're you're dead. It's gonna be off with your head in the kingdom of Antichrist. Now this is fascinating to me uh, as we look at this. It's understanding, it's committing. Now I'm only going to bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what's interesting is in the time of Daniel and in the time of Revelation and throughout history of the world, religion is used to get compliance of the people. In this case, what's the religion about? Nebuchadnezzar and his image. Book of Revelation, what's the religion about? Uh, It's this false religion. We know chapter 17 of the book of Revelation. We know there's gonna be a false prophet representing this false religion, but religion has been used since the history of man in order to get compliance. In 1936, let me see if I can, uh, uh, I gotta get past, um, oh, we saw this already, right? A Biden regime, let me pull this up, uh, lumps Christians, conservatives, and Republicans in the same category as Nazis and new DHS anti-terrorism program again Already saw that one a few minutes ago, but bringing it up again, uh, you Christians, I mean, doesn't tell me this article alone doesn't fit with this narrative from Daniel chapter three. Hey, you got to comply or you're a terrorist against the kingdom. All right, now check this out. Now religion is used. Now check this out to get compliance of the masses. 1936, coming out of Nazi Germany youth program, this leader. Look at this, this is what he said one cannot be a good german at the same time deny god Um, but an avowal that'd be an open declaration but an open declaration of faith an avowal of faith in the eternal germany is an avowal an open declaration of faith in the eternal god you see how that is if you put germany first you're really putting god first whoever serves adolf hitler the fuhrer serves Germany, and whoever serves Germany serves God. So you see the manipulation as religion is used to manipulate the masses. You can see it. Done in the days of Adolf Hitler, done way back in Daniel chapter 3, going to be done again in the kingdom of Antichrist. And then check out this, uh, this quote. There's another example. It comes from 1960 when the president of Ghana had a statue of himself set in uh, in front of the parliament, uh, an inscription on the side of the statue read this: "Seek ye first the political kingdom, and all other king, all other things shall be added to you." Wow! Isn't that the word of Jesus taken with a spin on it? But isn't that what the devil does? He takes the words of God and he spins them. Huh? Interesting. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you, is what Jesus said here to the president of Ghana with his own statue, worship me. Seek ye first the political kingdom of Ghana, and all these other things will be added unto you. Okay, now you don't think religion is being used yet to manipulate the masses? It is. Look at this. Pope Francis, eat less meat to save the planet. That was from, I think, uh, two uh, a year ago. Uh, Yeah, a year ago, July 22, uh, 2022. So this this whole climate thing is about religion. Check this out. Pope is kind of like the gift who keeps on giving. Look at this. I've used this before many times. Uh, Pope Francis calls on humanity to repent for abuse of Mother Earth. So again, religion being used. Let me read this to you. I've read it so many times before, but it's so relevant, especially in the world that we live in right now. All right, check it out. 1991, Club of Rome published a book. Their book title was The First Global uh, Revolution. Here's a quote from the book Club of Rome, 1991. How many years ago was it? 32 years ago? In searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, Water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention in natural processes, and it is only through changed attitudes and changed behavior that they can be overcome. Therefore, the real enemy is humanity itself. Isn't that interesting? Club of Rome has this plan. In 1991, they put it in a book. Hey, listen. Uh, people kind of mess stuff up anyways. They use water, they breathe air, they eat meat. Let's make this, let's turn everything, because this way we can control the masses of people. And if we do it right, we can say, you are the enemy. Humanity is the enemy themselves. So let's turn this thing this way. That's what we have. And now we, it, it's been turned into a religion thanks to people like the Pope. Turn it all into a... Uh, uh, um, some type of religion to get the people to bow down. Taking the truth and manipulating it. Okay, let me show you one more. Speaking of religion, taking the truth and manipulating it, check this out. This is uh, from a while back. Sunny Hostin says, I think she's like a host on some daytime program that I've never seen. Uh, Sunny Hostin says, Jesus would be the grand marshal of a pride parade. So, I mean, again, religion, right? Take the Bible, what do you do? You take the Bible, you twist the Bible to make it mean something you want it to mean in order to manipulate the masses of people. The devil is the best at this. The serpent in the Garden of Eden, what's he say? Eve, did God really say that? I don't think God really said that, Eve. um, In fact, he knows that when you eat the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, You won't die. In fact, he knows that you will be like God. He takes the word and he twists it. And that's what happens, then you form religion. You must worship. God loves all the animals, so don't eat them. Don't eat cows, right? Um, Look at the environment. We must lift up the environment. We have climate worship that's going on. Romans chapter one, worshiping the creation rather than the creator, all right. Let's get going because I wanna get through this and get to your questions here in just a few more minutes. Notice we have the rejection of these men. Oh, I've gotta read, I gotta get to reading the rest of this. Verse eight, look at this. Man, therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. What? Ah, uh, they don't like Daniel's three friends. Remember the four Jewish men, Daniel and his three friends? Daniel's not in this. I have a theory on why he's not here. But these other three are. He says, hey, these other three Jews that you brought, you've set them over everything. These guys are jealous. Guess what? They ain't bowing down to you. What are you gonna do about it, Nebibu? Okay. Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up of Moa? You don't worship me? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, harp lyre and psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which i have made good but if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace and who is the god who will deliver you from my hands what kind of god do you worship remember it's the same nebuchadnezzar who told daniel earlier when daniel said hey there's a god in heaven who reveals dreams and gives interpretations and Nebuchadnezzar said, oh man, your God is the God of heaven. Wow. He has actually told you the dream and the interpretation, but now you think like, your God's going to do anything, you guys. Yeah, right. Huh. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Listen, do what you want. God is able to deliver us if he wants, but if he doesn't want to, so be it. We're still not gonna worship you if God has a different plan for us. Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times hotter than it was usually heated. Man, let's make it super hot. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, all of their clothes, throw them, and they're bound, they're tied in ropes, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning furnace. And therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. I'm going to stop here for right now, okay? I mean, this fire is hot. This fire is like super hot. Um, there's only three of these men, they went in there, they were not gonna bow to King Nebuchadnezzar, they only had one king, it's the king of kings, it's the Lord of lords. Uh, in Acts chapter 17 this morning, looking at hey, the problem that the leaders had when they decided they're gonna persecute and get rid of the Paul and Silas, the problem was they said hey, these men have another king, it's not Caesar, it's Jesus. They didn't like that. Nebuchadnezzar doesn't like this. What do you mean there's another king? You're gonna bow to me and say, we ain't bowing even at the threat of our life. Now, next week, we're gonna see they get saved, but what's interesting here, we'll see the Lord in their midst and everything, but I do wanna get to your questions in a couple more minutes. But what's interesting here also, the the fiery furnace is heated up seven times hotter, so nobody can say it's cooler. When the men went to throw in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when the furnace was open, they went to throw them in. Those men who went to throw them in, they were burned up. That's interesting. They were burned up, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not burned up. Uh, a few things to note real quick. Um, these men were small in number. There would have been the likely hundreds of thousands of people within the kingdom of Babylon. Some people even say there could have been as many as a million people there. Um, uh, Also notice that other Jews are not mentioned in this passage. Seemingly, they must have capitulated, Uh, but not these three. So when you look, you go, these three men did not capitulate. They weren't going to bow to Nebuchadnezzar. They weren't going to bow to his image. Listen, be strong right now. There's so many things. The pressure is being turned up, and it's going to be turned up a lot more against you if you're a believer in Christ as we press forward. The I mentioned, already showed you the article twice, Biden regime, Christians are terrorists, Department of Homeland Security. So we're looking at this stuff, right? Listen, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't capitulate, don't compromise. Worship the King of Kings. What can happen to you? You lose this life, you're immediately ushered into the next life, which is gonna be absolutely remarkable. You, you talk about it, you read it, you, we say we believe it, but now... Listen, we're having an opportunity to be able to live out our faith. But know this, the number is small. And it appears that's the way it always is. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7, speaking of salvation. He said, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Hey, can you guys put this on the screen, please? Thank you. Uh, Broad uh, is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So we have a very broad path that leads to destruction. Most people are on that. Narrow is the way that leads to life, right? Check this out. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 18, when the Son of Man comes, in other words, when he returns. This is Jesus himself speaking, he says, will he really find faith on the earth? Will he he find faith on the earth? The implication is, there's not a whole lot of believers, genuine believers, as we get closer and closer to the time of the end. Think of it like this, in the days of Lot, very small number that was saved out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot, and for the most part, is a worthless family, right? Uh, Noah, in the days of Noah, his family. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the fiery furnace in all the kingdom of Babylon. Only three ones that wouldn't bow. Where was Daniel? We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Notice this also, number two. uh, These men stood for God under threat. We can imagine the enormous pressure of fear to compromise, everything in front of them. What do they have in front of them? The king, the furnace, the music, their colleagues, their competitors, their own countrymen, all of it conspired them to compromise, but God was more real to them than any of those things. Just look, you look at everything, all of the pressures to compromise, family, friends, we've lived through some of this already, right? Let whatever you've done over the last three years, let the lessons you've learned strengthen you in your resolve to live for the Lord, because I believe what is coming, if we're not raptured soon, is going to be far more difficult than what we have already experienced. Charles Spurgeon said, do not judge the situation by the king's threat and by the heat of the burning, fiery furnace, but by the everlasting God and the eternal life which awaits you. Men frown at you, but you can see God smiling on you, and so you are not moved. Look at that again. Men frown at you, but you can see God smiling at you, and so you are not moved. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Last one for tonight, so many different things I'd like to go into, but I'm gonna have to wait. These men rested in God's will. It basically came down to this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's, um, hey, if God is able to save us if he wants to, but if he doesn't want to, Nebuchadnezzar, we're okay with that. We will rest in whatever the will of God is, but we will not bow to anyone other than the king of kings. Though, check this out, Job chapter 13 verse 5, Job said, though he may slay me, yet I will trust him. And in Psalm 115 verse 3, the Bible says, but our God is in heaven and he does whatever he pleases. Listen, let's wrap up our time here with this in Daniel. I'll pick up here next Sunday night, right where we left off with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We'll look at how they got saved. But I want to throw this out as we get ready to go into Questions, I want you to think of this. Let me back out of this so I can get your questions here. Um, When, where do you think Daniel was? Just the food for thought. Where do you think Daniel was? Because Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace. Was Daniel compromising? He's not even mentioned in Daniel chapter three. Nebuchadnezzar had a lot of respect for Daniel. Daniel was like the number one guy in his kingdom. So where do you think Daniel was? Was he compromising? This is what I think because we know Daniel was definitely not a compromiser. I think he was respected by King Nebuchadnezzar to the point, the wisest in all of his kingdom. He was likely sent out, this is my guess, he's likely sent out of Babylon to do some type of um, uh, work, ambassadorial work, uh, being an ambassador for uh, Nebuchadnezzar, doing something out of the country. I personally think, Daniel is a type of the church that's been raptured, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are a type of Israel that is saved through the fire. They had to go in it, they're protected. We're gonna get into that more next Sunday night. But if they go into the fire, God saves them from being burned by the fire. Daniel, I believe, is a type of the church being raptured. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a type of Israel going through the fire, going through the tribulation, but God protecting them. We know from Romans chapter 11, the Bible tells us that blindness in part has happened to Israel uh, until the time of the Gentiles is full and then Israel will be saved. So I think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of a type of Israel. All right, questions. What are your thoughts on the strong delusion that is sent in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 through 12? I recently heard someone say, it is at the rapture, but I'm wondering if it is when lawless one, when the lawless one is revealed. I think it's a combination of things. Uh, in fact, let me just read it so everybody here is on the same page, and uh, we can all connect with this. Some of you are probably new to Bible prophecy, as some of you are very well informed on Bible prophecy. Uh, so let's read it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. The Bible says this, And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned condemned who did not believe the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Let's go back two verses before that to put it into context, verse 9. The coming of the lawless one, that's Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan that also fits with the book of Revelation. It's the devil, the dragon, who gives Antichrist his power with all power, signs, and line wonders. Let me say this there's going to be miracles that Antichrist and false prophet are going to be performing. Um, but here it says they are line wonders, line signs, line wonders. They're not going to be real. The miracles Jesus did were real. These are going to be line. Artificial intelligence, we are being told by the Elon Musk's of the world and others is going to appear to give work miracles. The lame will walk, the deaf will hear, the blind will see, and on down the list. So line wonders, they're not gonna be legitimate like what Jesus did, but because of technology, things are going to appear to be something that they are not. Antichrist will appear to be omniscient, meaning all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, meaning everywhere. He's gonna to appear to have all these things. Because of technology, because of artificial intelligence, he'll have that ability to do those things, assuming that it's artificial intelligence that is going to be the thing that's used to fulfill Revelation chapter 13. But the lying wonders, right, is what they are. So fake miracles, but people are going to believe they're real. And with all, verse 10, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved, for this reason, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Wow, they, they reject the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ He's gonna send them strong delusion. Is, so, back to your question, Liz, right, uh, is the strong delusion at the time of the rapture, um, or is it when Antichrist is revealed, So. They look at Antichrist as being the Christ. Listen, I believe it's all-encompassing. I believe when the rapture takes place, many people are gonna recognize exactly what it was because you've been faithful to tell people that Jesus is coming again, and we're gonna be called up to meet the Lord in the air, and suddenly we're gonna be gone, and people are gonna be awakened, not just the 144,000 Jews from Revelation chapter seven, but also out of every tribe, nation, tongue, and people, The Gentile world, people are gonna be saved. I believe the rapture is gonna shock people into salvation, turning to the Lord, they're gonna realize, you with the tinfoil hat, they used to laugh at you and mock you for Bible prophecy, they're gonna realize you were right. But also, what's another lie? The Antichrist is Messiah. But here's what I believe another lie is, and this might be the lie, because it says they'll believe the lie. You've all know Harari goes around saying, hey, with artificial intelligence, you're gonna be able to live forever, you will be like God. That is the exact lie. This is why I think it's going this direction. That's the exact lie that the serpent told Eve in the garden of Eden, already talked about this. When when the serpent said, Eve, did God really say that? He didn't, no, 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 no. No, the word doesn't really, no, listen, he knows, God knows that when you eat of the fruit, what? You will not surely die. Uh, you've all know Harari says you won't die with this new artificial intelligence. You won't surely die. And he also knows this, Eve, if you eat of the fruit in the midst of the garden, you will be like him. You will be like God. What are these people telling us about AI? You won't surely die. Hey, another light just came on. Praise the Lord. <laughs> hey, this, all this new studio, first time using it, probably rough to do it live, but nevertheless, it's live it is. Um, Eve... Um, you won't surely die. He just knows, and God knows you're going to be just like God. That is the lie that we are hearing. So I think it could be along those lines. Question, given the measurements of the golden image, this uh, the light just went off. It's a flickering light. Apparently Satan is the prince of the power of the lights too. <laughs> Cynthia Perrin said, given the measurements, it's like that light in the middle. I wouldn't worry about it right now. Uh, Given the measurements of the golden image and the fact that the Bible never specifically says that this image is a replication of the king, could it possibly have been an obelisk? Possibly. Um, uh, We know that there are many obelisks around the world and that this is a pagan image. It certainly is possible. I've seen many of them myself that have been set up. All right, let's see. Get to another question. You guys got more questions. Here's one. I already saw that one. What? I already saw that one. I already saw that one. Man. Okay. Question. Have you seen? This is from Walter Red States Arizona. Have you seen the movie *Nefarious*? Kind of a spinoff of the *Screw Tape* letters about demonic possession. I have not seen it. Um, let's see. Is it possible? This is Cat Lou that these woke corporations and businesses of today are already under a deluding spirit such that they are willing to lose billions and offend their customers. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that, Cat Lou. I also think this, in Romans chapter one, I, I think this is probably what's going on. It's really a combination of what you said, plus God turning them over. Um, in Romans chapter one, what happens? Three different times, God says, when people are worshiping the creation rather than the creator, men line with men insisting on, excuse me, men line with men and women line with women insisting on it, right? So three different things, worship the creation, homosexuality among men, homosexuality among women, right? Those three things, interesting, the world we have now, God says three different times, I will give them over to their lusts, I'll give them over to their passions, and then he says, I will give them over to a reprobate mind. So, reprobate mind isn't just twisted to the point where we have, I believe, transgenderism, but it's a mind, as Hal Lindsay points out, that is so given over that it will make decisions out of its own hatred and out of its own reprobate thinking that will destroy itself. Isn't that interesting? So, it's possible that the leaders of these corporations, just like the leaders in America right now, make the worst possible decisions. A teacher's union's making the worst possible decisions. The media, Budweiser, Target, Ford trucks, Los Angeles Dodgers, Anaheim Angels. I mean, just go right on down this list and we start to see it. They're making decisions to their own financial destruction. I believe that's quite possibly what is going on, which would tie hand in hand with It's like being given over to the thoughts of demons. But there are those, some of my colleagues uh, believe, hey, this really ties into the ESG's, uh, uh, the environmental, social, and governance um, standards, the, the ratings that companies need. So even though Budweiser has lost billions, I think it's 15 billion now, Target has already lost like 10 billion and counting. So even though we see these things happening, uh, what some of my friends are telling me is, listen, this is what, what's happening, is they may lose billions on that, but they're good with the ESG. So the Black Rocks and the Vanguards will make sure that they still get funding as long as they are compliant with the environmental goals, right? Climate, worship, the creation, social. What's the social right now? It's the transgenderism. This takes. Th- this is beyond what we've dealt with over the last several years of homosexuality. You yeah, when we look at what's going on and then governance. So the ESG is compliant with them. So right, lose your billions here, but we're going to give you a whole lot more money over there. So don't worry about it. Is that what is going on also? The G again stands for governance. Um, so how are you willing to be governed by these things? Julie Thompson says, do you think Psalm 12 could be about the rapture? It talks about the faithful being I've been asked this question before, I don't think so, but let me go over it real quick, Uh, Psalm 12. Um, See, pull it up here, oh, gotta get the paper clip out of the way. Psalm 12 is a short Psalm, Psalm of David. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things who have said with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sign of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he yearns. The words of the Lord are pure words like silver tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. I don't think that. I think David is lamenting how those who seek to live for the Lord are eliminated, um, and he's 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 lamenting. Hey, look, I see the wicked people. They're leading, and God is reminding him, David. I'll take care of it. You don't have to worry about the whole thing. This is all going to come to an end. There will be the generation. Uh, verse 7, the words of the Lord are pure words like silver tried in a furnace of the earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. We see, I think we see chapter 12 of the book of Psalms playing out in a very real sense right now. There's vileness everywhere, but those who are living for the Lord are experiencing oppression, being eliminated. Um, now with the threat of us being terrorists if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see these types of things, and ultimately, you know, David's Jewish. He's not thinking about the rapture. He's not into that place, but he's looking and he's understanding. God says, I will take care of my people. Again, Book of Psalms is a Jewish book, but the application we can apply to all of this, but I don't think it is uh, uh, about the uh, rapture. Um, With that... Listen, tomorrow is Memorial Day here in America, but I'm still going to have a live. I don't know if I'll do it from here or if I'll do it from over by the bricks. We'll see tomorrow. We'll work on all the lights and everything. Live tomorrow, my guest is JB Hickson. For the first time ever to be on the program, I'm really excited to have JB Hickson join me. I hope that you can join me too. Live 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Get ready to send in your questions. It's great to be back with you guys.